I'm going to read one verse to you, and, and this is nothing new, uh, but it's very needed across the land, and it's very neglected across the land in our churches. Look in verse 8, Psalms 107 and verse 8. He said, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. I tell you what the Lord began to speak to me about a few days ago. The preacher, when we got settled on when I was going to be here to preach, was the fact that Dad testified at least two times out of every three services. He was always testifying. And then I thought about how that he shouted and and I know as, as, as Brother Charles, as he got uh, later there with his sickness, he didn't get to uh, shout much. But I remember when I first came here, he'd shout all over the house. And, and I guess my burden tonight is uh, that somebody is gonna have to take their place. There's gonna have to be some young men uh, that won't be afraid to say amen, that won't be afraid to raise their hand, uh, that won't be afraid to not have to be told to testify, but to stand Stand up and testify and brag on Jesus. I appreciate those uh, as Brother Laddie and others uh, that magnify the Lord. I'm telling you, somebody has got to take those men's place tonight. We need middle-aged men. We need older men. We need young men that are willing to praise God. I'm telling you, he deserves it. Amen. Amen. I wonder who is going to take their place. I enjoy every time I come. I enjoy the test. I'll be honest with you. The churchers are dying out there. The preacher gets to go. Brother Josh gets to go when he's on deputation. Or for, they're, they're dead out there. I mean, it's, it's pitiful. And you know what? When I go to church, I want to go to church. Brother George, I want to go to church. But well, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to come here with that on our mind and our heart and get into the service. Amen. Uh, we've got to add to it. Hallelujah. I'm going to read these so I don't miss some. Uh, uh, by the way of introduction, give you just a few things. Number one, in Psalms 149, he said we're to praise him in the congregation. Brother Danny, there is people that teach against it in colleges that you're not supposed to get excited in church. Well, they've just never really read the Bible because the Bible tells me to praise God in the congregation. Now, you know Psalm chapter 22 is a messianic psalm and in verse 22 of chapter 22, Jesus is praising the Father in the congregation. If Jesus can praise the Father in the congregation, we ought to be able to praise the Father in the congregation. We, a lot of times, come in here, and I'm saying we, including myself, and our mind is on everything out there, and we don't think about what's happening around us, and we don't get involved like we should, amen. Amen. Ask yourself, when's the last time that you testified without being told to? Ask yourself that question. When's the last time the preacher didn't have to point you out and ask you to stand? When's the last time that he, you on yourself, your own, wanted to brag on Jesus? Now, 
Don't you know the devil told my dad? People, they'd heard your story a thousand times. But you know what? He didn't care. <laughs> Brother Jason, he was such a sinner, such a drunk, a wicked man, been in prison. His life was a mess. Tried to take his life four different times. He was so overwhelmed that God would come to where he was and rescue him and save him and change his life. He couldn't help it. Every time he came, he had to brag on Jesus because it was real in his soul. Amen. The last week he was living, he called Patty and he called her sissy. He said, sissy, Call all my grandchildren, all my great-grandchildren and tell I, I want to meet them on the other side. You know, all the way to the end, amen? You see, I'm a telling you, Jesus praised God in the congregation. Number two, we're to praise him in chorus. Psalms chapter 106 and verse 12. He said, then believed they his words and they sang his praise. Uh, number three, we're to praise him in combat. You'll find in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, Brother Danny, verse 21 and 22, here's what the Lord said. He said, if you'll get on that front line and you'll praise me, I'll take care of you. And the Bible said, Brother George, that they went on the front line and they started praising God and the Bible said that God defeated the enemy. I'll tell you how you get out of trouble you praise uh, your way out of trouble, hallelujah. You start thanking God. God has been good to us, uh, hallelujah. Uh, David said, he is dealt bountifully with me. Uh, I thank God. Hey, you listen to me tonight. We ought to praise him. Uh, it'll help you get through your battles, amen. When you're fighting depression, start praising him. Did you hear me? When you're fighting discouragement, start praising him. Discouragement's one of the biggest thieves in the building. It'll take your joy. It'll take you. <laughs> I'm telling you. People in their kindness come up and say, I'm sorry about your dad. And I appreciate that. But And I miss him dearly. But I'm not sad. I know where he's at. He is having the time of his life. He called me three weeks in and he said, he said, preacher, he always called me preacher. I hardly ever called me Bobby. He said, preacher, please don't pray against me. I'm praying God take me home. Don't pray God keep me here. And I said, I won't. I said, I know you want to go. I said, I'm just praying God's will be done. I said, you know, you can't go until he comes and gets you. He said, I know that. But you see, you know what? <laughs> Here's, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, sure I'm broken hearted, but thank God I'm not sad. I mean, all that he shouted about and praised God about, he's around the throne tonight. Hallelujah. Brother Charles is not in a wheelchair. He's rejoicing. They're around the throne of God having the time of their life. I'm telling I know what the songwriter said. He said, oh, what glory awaits me when we enter that city. Thank God we've got something I don't look forward to. I say, don't be sad tonight. Be happy. Be happy in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise him in combat. Number four, praise him in conversation. Psalms 35, 63. He said, 
Number five, praise him in continuance. You know what he said in First Chronicles chapter 23, verse 30? Every morning and evening will I stand to give praise and thanks. Brother George, you said every morning and every evening. You know what I do when I pray? Brother Lad, I thank God every day. Every day. You know what? I, should, I ought to be in hell tonight. Hallelujah. You know what David said in Psalms 34, verse 1? He said, he said, David said, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Ought to be in our conversation. Number six, we ought to praise him in consecration. Psalms chapter 9, verse 1. David said, I praise the Lord with my whole heart. Psalm 57, he said, my heart is fixed. Is your heart fixed tonight? You know what I'm seeing across the country? We've gotten sidelined. People have gotten so concerned. And I'm not saying you're not to be concerned. Don't misunderstand me. But we've got wrapped up in this crazy election. <laughs> I don't want to get on all that. But here's the bottom line. The Lord's in control of all that. I wish to goodness that Mr. Trump would have got reelected. But I tell you why I'm not flipping out. Because we're going to go socialist. And you know what that means? We're getting closer to heaven. Hallelujah. Because in the tribulation period, it's going to be a one world government. And so guess what? Mr. Biden, he may be the Antichrist. Oh, I better not say that on, t on live. Amen. Uh, but anyhow, uh, the truth of the matter is, uh, we're to praise him in uh, consecration. Uh, boy, the FBI will be at my house tomorrow. But anyway, uh, if I go to jail, y'all come and get me, all right? Uh, we, praise, he said, uh, is comely. I'm Psalms 34. Brother Andrew, you know what that word means? It means it's suitable. <laughs> you look up the definition of suitable and it means it's right or appropriate for a particular person or person or, pers or purpose. So it is suitable. Brother Laddie was suitable for you all to go to praise God. And we're going to get a few things here in a minute. Sometimes we don't feel like it. But you got to praise him anyway. Amen. That's one thing I could say about Dan. He was probably the most consistent person I ever knew to testify. He always had a word to say. It didn't matter where we were. It didn't matter if it was at Walmart. If he got to, got, I mean, if God touched him at Walmart, he'd shout. And people thought we was crazy. And Brother Danny, he'd get them old tapes and CDs. And, and when he lived down there in Carolina with me, and he had a shop out behind my, my house, and, and he'd plug those things in, and he would shout, and it'd echo through the woods. And Brother Josh, I know they thought, man, there's a crazy man that lives over there. Uh, Y'all better not go around that fellow's house. Amen. Hey, but you know what? Uh, he was consistent. Always somebody. Tonight, uh, you need to get on this altar. Ask God for boldness to help you to come in here and lift up your hand, lift up your voice and praise God, amen. Someone's got to take these men's place tonight. I know Brother Laddie's young, but there'll be a day he'll be gone. Who's going to take his place tonight? Who's going to take these older, these older ladies that testify and shout? Who's going to take their place tonight? We're going, somebody's got to move up tonight. Amen. It's been on my heart ever since the preacher we decided to hear. I was working on a message on Elijah, Lord, about four or five days ago. And he said, no, why don't you start working on this? 
I'll give you three things tonight. We'll go to the house. Number one, there's a command to praise. You'll find in 2 Chronicles chapter 29 that there was a command to praise God in music. King Hezekiah, the Bible tells us, he commanded the Levites to sing praise unto the Lord. Then we find in 1 Chronicles chapter 23 that there was 4,000 of the Levites that they were to praise God with their instruments. You all that sing tonight, remember this. You're doing it for one purpose, and that's to glorify and praise God. Sister Melissa's second song, you know what that did for me? It brought back a memory. I was 16 years old, and we went from Cleveland, Ohio, drove a, uh, rode in a big old school bus all the way down to Alabama for a youth camp. And I remember that after the services, we'd gather around the piano and they started playing that song and God began to deal with me. He said, I want more than what you're giving me. I want you to be willing to give up houses and lands. And God began, I'm telling you, me surrendering to preach two or three years later, it all started when I heard that song in that youth camp. I'm telling you, we're to glorify God. You young men, when you sing and the groups, when you sing, remember it's not for us. It's for him to praise and honor and glorify him. We're commanded to praise him in our music, amen. We're commanded to praise him in our message. He said in Nehemiah chapter 12, we're to praise and give thanks according to the commandment of David. You say, why, why, why do we have to praise God? Because he commands us to. But Jack, every time the Lord touched you, dad would call me. Oh, God got on Bud Jack today. He just, he just loved that. One of these days, Bud Jack's going to be gone. Who's going to take his place? Who's going to be the next one that'll say he's the rose of Sharon? Who, who's going to be the next one? I'm not trying to, to, to get us to feel bad tonight. I'm just telling you reality's coming. We've lost two already that praised God and shouted and testified. I don't want to go to a dead church. You hear me? I want to be able to come to church and my Holy Ghost show up in the house and thank God people respond and rejoice and testify. Amen. I go to enough deadness out there. Amen. We are commanded to praise. Now, if you look up the word praise in most places, Psalms 100, even in Psalms 22, verse 22, where Jesus is praising the Father, you know what it said? You know what the meaning of praise is? Brother Thomas, here's what the meaning of praise is. It means to shine, to make a show, to boast, thus to be foolish, Brother Michael, it means to rave. It means get loud. It means have a fit. It means praise God. Go to church, amen. You know, people always say that phrase. What would Jesus do? Well, you know what Jesus would do? He'd have a fit. Because in the Bible, where they came excited and they said to him, uh, man, even uh, the spirits are subject to us. The Bible said, he said, oh no. Rejoice that your name's in the book. 
And the Bible said, and Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. Look up the word rejoice. You know what it means? Jump up and spin around. That's exactly strong concordance. So if Jesus can jump up and spin around, so can we. I'm telling you, we're not at a Catholic church. We're at a Baptist church. And every now and then, we ought to get excited and praise God and enjoy being in church. Amen. Amen. (laughs) He is worthy. Hallelujah. We're commanded to praise. Thirdly, there were some who were appointed to praise. Now, fellas, you wonder, why does the preacher point me to testify? Because the Lord told him to. In the Old Testament, there was men, Brother Logan, who were appointed to praise. You know what? We shouldn't have to be appointed to. We ought to come in at the drop of a hat and praise God. Amen. You know what they were pointing to do? Magnify God. He said, First first Chronicles chapter 16, he said, praise him for his position because he's the Lord God of it. We're to praise him just for who he is. He's God. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen next week. We were talking about it last night. We're, we're probably going to lose some rights. We're going to live in a crazy, we're living in a crazy world. Things are going to happen that we don't like. But you know what I know? He's still in charge. And he can stop anything he wants to or let anything happen. Coronavirus didn't catch the Lord by surprise. I guarantee if it had never happened, I do not believe Trump would have ever lost unless they still cheated anyway. But anyhow, uh, the truth of the matter is uh, God allowed that to happen. He could have blew up that lab before it ever started if he wanted to, but he allowed it to happen. He is still calling the shots. He is still in control. Hey, everything that happened, he knows about it, amen. He knew he was going to get my dad, take him home, brother Dave. Sister Mariana went home because of COVID, and about three weeks later, dad said, I'd like to move in. I said, well, let's wait till the fall. I need to do a few things, and he came back about three weeks later. He said, I'd like to move in sooner. I said, all right. But you know what the Lord did through all that? We didn't have to mess with all that apartment. We got rid of all of that, got rid of all of his furniture. When he passed away, didn't have to worry about all that. It was already done. He got in about six weeks before he got sick. You see, Brother Danny, God was setting all that up. That old silver Toyota, I told him, I said, you need to give that thing to for about $5, praise God. He said, I don't know about that. I said, I'll tell you what. I said, Let's just put in my name. You drive and I'll even pay the insurance. I talked him into that, amen. But we honestly done that in June. God knew what was going to happen. I'm driving it tonight. But Thomas said, what did you, you do with your dad's truck? I said, I'm keeping it, hallelujah. But God knew, Brother Josh. He knew. See, you taught that man it's going to be all right because God knows. 
God knows tonight. He knew that what was going to happen. Sister Benny may have been a praying for you. God knew when he was going to take Brother Charles. They didn't catch God by no surprise. He may have caught us by surprise, but not God. He knew that. You see, he does all things well tonight. Praise him for his position. Praise him for his perfection. He said we should praise the beauty of holiness. Boy, holiness, that word has been lost on our Baptist churches. I lost some support not too long ago because of a stand that I took that where they used to stand. Holiness is becoming a thing in the past. But I'm going to tell you something about God. He'll never change. When you see people change their dress standards and change their music and change the things they do, it isn't God's fault, it's their own. And they didn't get enlightened, they just got liberal. Say amen right there. <laughs> well, you know, you get wisdom. You do, you get wisdom. You know how to deal with the things a little differently. But if you change things, it just means you just got liberal. That's all. Say amen, hallelujah. Oh, Yes. Praise him for his perfection. Praise him for his person. In our chapter tonight, four different verses in that chapter, he said, praise the Lord. Oh, that men would praise God for his goodness. That is what you were doing. You was praising God for being good to you. You know what the word goodness means? Kindness. Brother Daniel, hadn't God been kind to you? But Sean, hadn't God been kind to you? Brother Paul, if we got what we deserve, we'd be in hell tonight. I think that's what overwhelmed my dad, Brother Lad, so much was the fact that he knew he ought to have been in hell, but he wasn't going. <laughs> Hallelujah. He, he wasn't going. He knew where he was headed. Brother Danny, he said, I'm just waiting my turn. I know where I'm going. Hallelujah. We're to praise him for his goodness. Not only to magnify God who are appointed to praise, but you know what else, preacher? It's to minister to others. You know what praise does and testifying does? It encourages somebody else that maybe I'm going through the same thing and God helped you, that's going to help them. Brother Jack, that's what it does. When y'all testify, man, dad come home, he's always, he'd always call, he was always encouraged. You know how it is. Dad shouted for any reason at all. And especially if someone got excited. I remember when my grandmother died, my mother's mother, a very godly woman. They wouldn't let me preach the funeral, but they gave me five minutes. There's a Methodist church. There's a Methodist funeral. One of them old, dried up Methodists. I'm not jumping on anybody at the Methodist tonight. But anyhow, and so I got up and I just said this. At that time, I'd only been preaching 14 years. And I said, I've been a preacher of the gospel for 14 years. That's all it took. Woo! He let out a shout, and it scared half them people to death. Man, they were looking for the door. They was looking for an exit, you know. I mean, that's all. I mean, at a funeral home. It didn't matter, amen. The truth of the matter is, it encourages others. Hallelujah. I got a lot of texts from y'all when dad passed. Say, boy, your dad, he'd stop by my pew and ask how I'm doing. And that person that he was praying for in my family, he'd ask how they're doing. That was for real. Dad spent quite a bit in the mornings 
and with that prayer folder that he had, and it, I told the preacher it was it was scattered, it was a mess. Only only he and the Lord knew how to go through that thing and pray. But the truth of the matter is, it ministers. But not only to encourage because of the problem, but it encourages others to participate. The church I was a member of in Carolina, it was one minute till ten. And Sister Sheila, the, the piano player, was on the piano. She's about ready to hit that first key. And it was total silence. And there's a lady kicked in the back door. And she shouted. And I'm not going to lie to you. It raised the hair on my neck. It scared me half to death. Because nobody was expecting it. <laughs> it scared me half to death. But you know what happened? She come in praising God because she had five children. All five children and their spouses and their children were in church that morning on Mother's Day. But it jumped from her to her husband and then to another one and then to another one and then to another one and then to another one. And we went all the way through the Sunday school hour and all the way through the preaching hour and got out of there about one o'clock because it encouraged others to shout and to testify because of her being excited about God. Amen. This church worships more than most churches I go to. But I think we could always improve. And I think what we do sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, if I go to church and I'm not preaching, most of the time I'm preaching, but if I'm not preaching, Brother Sean, I can, I can catch myself thinking about what I gotta do the next day, where I'm going, what's going on. And when you do that, you're not focusing on what's happening in front of you. We ought to all get on this altar tonight and ask the Lord to help us to be more focused to give him praise in his house. Amen. And say amen while the preacher's preaching. Hallelujah. Thirdly, and I'm done. He not only commanded, he not only appointed, but he said we're to teach them to praise. He said in 2 Chronicles chapter 23, and such as taught to sing praises to God. Such as taught. Brother Hayden, you know what the, the Bible, the word of God teaches us to praise God. The Bible, Brother Andrew. Now, it's not for a show. I've seen some that I thought they was putting on a show. Aaron's boys in the Old Testament offered strange fire and God killed them for it. I've heard people say, well, I'd rather have strange fire, no fire at all, not me. But on the other side of that, we need some fire tonight. We need somebody that'll say, count me in. I want to praise God more. Ask yourself, when's the last time you testified on your own? That may give you a signal of where you're at tonight. They were taught by the word of God. And can I say that there's work in that? You've got to work at that. Because there's times you come in here and you don't feel like praising God. Let's just be honest. You've had a bad day. Things are going on in your home. Things are going on on the job. Things are going on with your kids. And your mind really isn't on praising God. There's times that you just don't feel like doing it. There's times you don't want to do it. But Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 said, said that we are to offer, Brother Chris, the sacrifice of our lips and praise Him. Sometimes it's a sacrifice. Brother George, sometimes you've had a terrible day. You know how you hair lip the devil? You come in here and say, praise God. I want to praise God tonight. God sure has been good to me in spite of the devil. Amen. Amen. And then lastly, not only 
the word, and not only is it work, but praise God, he's worth it tonight. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy to be exalted. I try to spend some moments of every time I pray, but Sean, just praising him, just thanking him. You know what I'll never forget, Brother David? I'll never forget the times that we had in church, me and my dad. I'll never forget when he would ride with me locally and, and go with me and sit on the front pew and shout while I preached. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to miss that. Because if none of y'all was saying anything, he was still jumping three foot in the air. Amen? <laughs> I'm going to miss that. I'm not lying. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he always got involved. May God help us tonight. Let's stand if you would please. Maybe get on this altar and ask God to help you with boldness to testify more. Boldness to witness more.